Welcome back to Next Scene Podcast, podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. Thank you for joining us for the uh, the eighth and final night of our Hanukkah special. I am your host, Sean. Uh, once again, unfortunately, my co-host, Brian, could not join us tonight. But in his stead, we have a very special, very excellent guest all the way from jolly old England. It's John Parker. Welcome, John. Hello, thank you for inviting me. Big fan of the show, big fan of you. And now, am I a big fan of this? We will see. We will see. We will see. And we are all a, a big fan of you and, and your work. Uh, the, the Bat Minute, the uh, Hedwig, Inch by Angry Inch, and especially the Miami Minutes. We, we love all your work there. Is, is that going down it's well for you? Yeah, I, we're having a lot of fun on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun listening to it. So yeah, that that's that's been great. Reliving Aww. that that cinematic masterpiece one minute I, at a time. And when I call it that, I'm being serious. I'm not even joking. Oh, I and and I am as well. Absolutely serious. The and, and I mean I loved the film before, but now listening um to to <laughs> you and Niall talk about it. Learning the more I learn about it, the more I think about it, the more I love it. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Minute. Um but we are here to discuss uh, a very special Hanukkah episode of not a film, not a movie, but a television program. And this program is Dash and Lily uh, from Netflix. Yeah, that came out in 2020. And uh, yeah, I didn't realize how new this was going to be when you told me we we're going to cover something called Dash and Lily, which I'll admit, listeners, I hadn't heard of. So I assumed, oh, is this like from the 70s or something? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, I guess that kind of rolls into the first question that I've been asking all my guests is, is what's, you know, what's your history with this episode or the series and, and your history is, uh, is there is none. There is no history. Yeah, I had absolutely no history. Yeah. I'd never even heard of it. I, uh, I've looked it up since watching. Uh, I didn't realize it was a book. Uh, yeah. it was based on a book. Yeah. But I'll get, I'll get this out of the way then, I guess. Thank you for asking me to watch it. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, so I'm glad I got to see it. I'm surprised the show didn't go on to bigger things. It sounds like it was very well received, but in the current climate, you need a billion viewers every second or mm -hmm. Netflix cancel you. So. Yeah, it's, it, it's tough out there. I'm, I'm in the same boat where I had, you know, I had just gone on the, the World Wide Web and searched for hanukkah television episodes and this came up and initially i just thought um it'd be nice to have something more recent i've been doing you know a lot of the older shows from uh you know the 90s or early 2000s where you're you know get hip with the kids um, <laughs> you know so so do something more recent and i had not i i have netflix i have a subscription but had not heard of this uh, this came and went somehow without making uh you know uh, making a, a a ripple in my mind and uh yeah, I watched it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I end up going back and watching the whole series. Oh, um, I'm so glad to hear that because I yeah. was considering doing it. <laughs> it is it's it's it is really good, and it's it's a quick watch. It's eight episodes. They're all I think all under a half hour. Maybe one like just reaches a half hour, so you can watch it. Watch the whole series in about three and a half hours if you binge it, or you can watch it every night. Um, you know, over eight nights, it makes a good Hanukkah special. And actually, I think this episode is a really good place to start because actually, yeah, so I started with this episode. I enjoyed it so much. I went back, I, I watched the whole series and then uh, I was watching it, uh, doing a, another rewatch of the episode and my, my partner, Catherine, walked in. Kat, 
and she saw it and she kind of got into it and she was interested. And then we've actually gone back and we're starting to watch it together from the first episode. And Aww. she said if, if she had seen the first episode first, she wouldn't be interested. She wouldn't keep watching. But having seen where it goes, this is the, the third episode in the season. But so seeing this episode first, she decided she did like it and, and um, uh, you know, kept wanted to keep watching despite not really enjoying the first episode as much. But that's common. You know, the first episode, you're introducing characters, you're setting things up. It's not it's not really like all the other. And strangely, this worked as a standalone. Like, so people listening, if you want to watch it as well, you can. I had no knowledge of the story. I went in. I didn't know a single second of what this was about. And very quickly, it it, uh, made me aware of what was going on, what the situation was, what the relationship was. I I didn't need to look anything up. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of a little disappointed, although I feel I think this episode stands alone, you know, well. Um, I think the series, it, it does have a nice little ending. Um, it doesn't, you know, end on a cliffhanger or anything. It, it does end on a nice note. So I think it is a good standalone. But uh, a little disappointed. Yeah, I think there's... Um, so it's based on a young adult novel, Dash and Lily's Book of Dares. And I think there's three books, or at least three books in the series. Mm. Uh, but then Netflix has said there will be no further series. They're just... Yeah, just these. But I, I, I think they work as a, as a nice little standalone. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I did actually. Right. That's one of the first things I did afterwards when I was considering watching it all. Yeah. I thought, well, I'll Google to make sure it actually has an ending. Because yeah. cliffhanger endings are so annoying. When it mm-hmm. wasn't intended to be a cliffhanger ending. Like, I loved the show Carnival, if you've ever seen that. Mm, yes. It's oh. amazing. But it just stops at the best part, basically. And they were like, well, we're going to negotiate for another season. And we're still waiting. How long has it been? It's over a decade, 15 <laughs> years or something. Yeah. Uh, so I was worried that would be the case. But no, everyone said, no, 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 it's fine. It, it does wrap up the story enough. Like, you're not going to be uh, annoyed. So, And I just like the premise of the show, like what they're, what they're doing, how they're how they're courting each other. That's, that's very old-fashioned of me, how they're courting. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, and they're, they're doing a bit of old-fashioned courting, um, yeah. kind of taking their time. So the... Uh, yeah, and I, I haven't read the books. I imagine that this series covered, like, the whole first book, which is why they have a good uh, a status, you know, a good ending at mm. the end of, of the eight episodes. And I suppose, you know, they could have gone on to, to further books or further series. But... Uh, so the, the conceit of the series is you've got uh, two young people, and I, I believe there's there's 16 in the books, but I think they may be 17 or 18, just a little bit older in, for the show. But um, So two people that are uh, alone without their families during uh, Christmas time in New York City. And uh, so there's a, a, a girl or young woman, Lily, and the young man, Dash. And uh, Lily's sort of a, a bookish, like a bookworm sort of gal. And to just uh, reach out and, and meet a meet people or meet a fella, she she writes uh, like some riddles and some challenges uh, in a book in a red notebook and leaves it at her favorite bookstore in her favorite section um, mm-hmm. with the books with her favorite author. And then this young man comes in and picks up the book um, and and reads it and responds and kind of follows the the, the challenges that that Lily has laid out. And then oh, he, it's cute. And he writes back and he provides challenges of, uh, of his own. So at this point, uh, so this is the, the third episode of the series. And uh, so there's, yeah, there's a little back and forth. They're feeling each other out. They're asking questions. They're, um, 
uh, you know, pushing each other a little bit in terms of, you know, their comfort zone and what they may or may, may, or may not want to do. And it's, it, yeah, it's a nice little back and forth through, um, and they, they haven't met at this point, And I don't even think, um, so he knows her name. That's yeah. Lily, but she doesn't know his name. Um, that actually comes up in the episode. So they haven't met. Uh, they don't know each other. They're just communicate, communicating through notes and messages left in, in this notebook. And um, he, he denies to his friends. I, I really like that bit <laughs> where that he's, uh, he's like seeing her. It's like, no, no, no. You know, yeah. she's just someone uh, I, I talk to or whatever. <laughs> like, no, yeah. come on, dude. <laughs> this is basically a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, and that, yeah, he like, he starts, he's getting protective um, yeah. of her. So that's how you know it's, it's getting serious. Oh, I tell um, you what though, I, um, as a, as a, as a grown adult, I, I mean this with love, right? I find Dash a little bit emo and like a bit pretentious. You know, he thinks he's really clever. Uh, so if I was that age, I would think he was so cool. If I was like 16 or 17, I would be like, oh, this guy's the coolest. I want to be him. Whereas now I'm a bit like, oh, God, yeah, look at, look at him moping around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a little bit of that. And he's you know, alone, he's alone in New York city. Like he's alone in a big city, but he's got this, you know, great apartment that his, uh, you know, his parents are divorced. He's got this great, huge apartment, luxury apartment that his father lives in. And his father is off, uh, you know, somewhere with, uh, you know, his latest wife or girlfriend. So he's left uh -huh. alone, but he's like, you know, it's, yeah, you know, maybe it's sad that he's alone on Christmas, but then it's like, you know, poor little rich kid. Um, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because Lily, it, I mean, it doesn't. She's not dirt poor, but it clearly shows that she's uh, she's more down to earth. She's a little more working class, yeah, and, and, yeah. and down to earth than than he is. And yeah, he, um, yeah, he's he's a little full of himself. I think he, <laughs> he thinks himself a little more cultured than than maybe he is. I mean, he is. You know, you're just a teenager. You're just a kid. But uh, I think likewise at, at at that age, I would think of myself in, in the same manner and, and would probably really be into that character. So um, even though I, you know, even though I kind of see, see through that now as a, as an older <laughs> person, I am sympathetic. I can still remember. Um, oh, when, totally. You know, I had, it's like, had those um, expectations. it's like a catcher in the rye thing. What's his name? Holden. Holden Caulfield. Caulfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like when I'm sure when you read that when you're like 16, you're like, this guy's the best guy ever. But I, I didn't read oh, yeah. the book until I was like 30. So I was, I was like, yeah, okay. He's, he's what a, a knob. What a, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's awful. Even as a teenager, I know like the, the, the trope is supposedly as a teenager, you read, you know, read Catcher in the Ride, you think Alden Caulfield is like, oh, the coolest. I think, yeah. Even as a teenager, I was 16 or 70. Even then, I read it. I'm like, oh, this guy. <laughs> oh my God, he's he, he was too much even for me at, at that age. <laughs> yeah, D Dash isn't to those levels by any means. No, I just mean there's a touch no. of that, you know. He he probably reads yeah. Catcher in the Rye, you know. Right, he's he's not quite that. Yeah. Um. So so we break in. So the episode starts off uh, with voiceover, and um, and and they're they're reading out the messages that they're passing to each other through the notebook, and, and Lily is saying, "Take me somewhere special, someplace that feels like you." And this is you know talking about the um. The pretentiousness of Dash, you, you know, his reply is, "It's not a place; it's a time." Yeah, it, yeah, I uh, loved that. That was so like because if you were just reading that for the first time, you'd be like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Where do I go?" Yeah, and he so he sends her to uh, Grand Central Terminal, which is a a big train station in uh, New York City, 
Uh, he tells her to get there uh, before the first train arrives. And we see there's a, there's a clock in the station that reads 517. So she gets there. It's still dark outside when she arrives and she has the whole huge lobby uh, to ourselves. And this is, it is wonderful old architecture in, in Grand Central. And they show us mm. that the ceiling is like stars and constellations. All is is that and, real? That was my first thought was, is that really the ceiling? Yeah, that's real. That Whoa. is that is really Grand Central Terminal in, in New York. It is it is lovely architecture. It is a lovely building, um, yeah. especially if you can can be there alone. That sounds great. It looks so cool on on film. I don't know if they've added effects or whatever, but whoa, it really pops. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. And I thought I was I, I thought that was a, an interesting tie-in. I think we have probably some crossover, some listeners that are also members of the Indiana Jones Minute uh, Patreon. And uh, listening to their Anything Goes Patreon episodes, they were recently talking about liminal spaces, kind of these, you know, spaces in between spaces or spaces that are, you know, empty or being. I literally yeah. listened to that just before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I've i never been to Grand Central Terminal, uh, you know, either late at night or early in the morning where I was there alone. But I've, I've, I, when I was uh, when I was living in the uh, the suburbs of New York City and I would be waiting, uh, you know, if I was out late at a club or a pub or something and i missed the last train the uh, the trains generally are, and the buses all run almost 24 hours a day usually there's a break like between 4 and 6 a.m where mm -hmm. there's no train so if you're out late and 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 there have been times where i've had to wait for the you know the first train at five wow. or six in the morning i just had you know an hour to kill just walking around an empty train station in a city and it oh, is that's it amazing it's different yeah it is it is nice to do like Liverpool here has got, we've got good public transport, but I mean, the train, even at the weekend, I mean, the last train's going to be like midnight. It doesn't go any oh. longer than that. So I get, I then have to get a taxi and it costs Hello. a lot of money. Ugh. Yeah. So yeah, now, now I live, um, I'm, I'm just outside of Boston and Boston's like that where, um, I don't know if it's, yeah, 1130 or midnight, everything shuts down really early, which is weird because the, the, the pups are open till two. So then you have, yeah, you have a bunch yeah. of drunk people all fighting over, well, now there's Uber. When, when I was younger, it would be all fighting over the same cabs. Uh, but now, <laughs> yeah. yeah, now fighting all over the same Ubers and same Lyft rides because, yeah, the, the, uh, the public transport shuts down too early, way too early. It's bizarre. I don't know why they do it. Keep it in line with the pubs and clubs. What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to at least, yeah, if everything if everything's closing till 2, you got to keep those running at least till 2.30 so everyone can get home. <laughs> without you know how to run a city yeah um so getting back to the action um so we cut over uh we, we see dash in, in grand central and he's uh picking up the book so uh you know that we we get the, the back and forth lily has kind of done her challenge which was to get you know go to the train station first thing in the morning um and then she passes the book back back to dash i really like how they're sweet challenges uh, as mm -hmm. in, you know, the, you, you could make a version of this where they get each other to do outlandish, silly, crazy things that uh, that draw them together. But no, 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 it's very, it's very sweet and nice and romantic, and which is quite funny that he then denies it's romance. Mm -hmm. But because this, again, you could write a version of this where it's like, oh, streak through the station, <laughs> you know, or something really like over the top that's just like, oh, okay. But no, I like it. It's, it's very um, old-fashioned in a good way. 
Yeah, it is. It is very sweet. I think uh, for a holiday special, it is something you can watch with the whole family. I think I'm hmm. I'm old. I'm 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 practically dead. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm ancient. I, I just this week I had to start using a cane. <laughs> give you an idea of how old just oh. getting around the house is 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 a, is a trouble but uh um but yeah but i was entertained and i certainly think this was um i think this would appeal to a to a young audience it's based on a, a young adult mm-hmm. novel so yeah it's, it's good for the whole family and, and it is wholesome um but one thing i particularly noticed is the the number of uh like co-conspirators like like these two <laughs> uh young people they have friends and relatives all over the city it seems like um, yeah, there's, you know, somehow, so, you know, dash must, I, I don't know if it's a friend or if he just, you know, slipped him a 20, like, did he, did he just pay some guy like, Hey, there's, you know, a girl is going to be coming to the train station with a red notebook. She's going to give it to you, hold on to it and give it to me. But yeah, Imagine have if people... someone approached you and said that you'd just be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And this, you know, this is 2020 and I, 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 I don't know if they really say when it is. I assume it's set like present day. Like this mm. is, uh, you know, post 9-11 and pre-COVID. But yeah, there's, you know, there's terrorism. There's yeah. weird things like, uh, you know, especially public transport. The, the security is very high since there's a lot of people. And that's a, you know, that's a potential target for someone who wants to do bad. Like if you just walk up to someone and be like, here, hold this, you know, hold, like someone's going to be not ah. even hold this package, but someone's going to be bringing you a package someone you don't know a mysterious um, package yeah well because then what they tell you like when you're getting on a plane it was the thing has anyone you know has anyone had your baggage anyone uh, you know packed your luggage for you or anything so yeah yeah i've been in a you know, in that situation when i was getting on a plane i had someone come up to me in the oh in the queue to you know check my bags and said oh can you take this bag for me because i've gone over the weight limit so i'm like absolutely oh. not <laughs> oh no <laughs> no sorry but no yeah but these two dash and lily have lots of uh lots of friends and family are all around the city to help them uh, carry out these challenges and so the next challenge that um that lily has for dash is uh, i guess she's got or it's just it's her cousin who is one of those human statues one of those people <laughs> that um you know is made up to look silver and just stands very still in, yeah. in the park and she says you have to you know go there and see if you can uh, if you can well she just says if you can do what he does for 10 minutes the game will continue and then when he gets there he sees it's a statue and he's gotta <laughs> stand still for 10 minutes and then the um the the challenge back is he tells her go to the cart at 72nd and second uh which is set you know is a corner of 72nd street and second ave and ask for one with lots of white um and likewise, he responds back where he doesn't give uh, too much information. And then when she gets there, it turns out it's a pretzel cart. Um, and she gets a pretzel that is absolutely covered in salt. It's like a completely white. Well, do you want me to blow your mind, right? Yes, please there's do. A, there's a connection between oh, no. this scene and Hedvig. Oh, no. Yes. Be- yeah, because what, think. He, what it's actually called, if you look at the sign is Lot's wife. Oh, that's right? right. Which there's a lyric about in Hedwig because that's to do with uh, the story of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, doesn't his wife get turned into a pillar of salt? Right. That's right. So there you go. That's why they're calling it that because it's so salty. Ah, So everything comes together. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they, the little flyer says, try lots white because it's uh, all salt. Now, see, Everything I I love salt. I love salty things. But even for me, this it looks a bit too much. <laughs> like, it oh, is, my God. Yeah. Uh, I would not, I would not even, I don't think I could eat this. I would have to brush off at least half of that salt before I would even attempt. Yeah. Um, Whenever I've seen a pretzel a... like that, it's normally a sweet one, you know, where it's like vanilla sugar or something. <laughs> yeah, all that sugar. Um, and so, yeah, naturally we cut to Lily chugging, downing a, a bottle of water <laughs> after eating that the salty pretzel. The only thing keeping her alive at this point. <laughs> She's going to dry up. She's just, you know, just a little thing. All that yeah. Stuff. Um, Think about yeah. her health. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not going to be good for her blood pressure. Oh, no. She's going to get oh. checked out. So then Lily, you know, kind of volleys the the challenge back uh, and uh, to Dash. And, and her uh, her favorite treat, she says, uh, your favorite treats are salty. Mine are very sweet. And then we see Dash sitting in a, in a, a cafe getting served a plate of uh, of Christmas treats, of sweets that, yeah, and, that he has uh, to eat. Yeah. I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's because I live in England or I'm just a fool, but I'm not a big fan of the cannoli. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't dislike them, but I also don't think I'd ever really get really excited about them. I'm just like, oh, okay, cannoli, great. But maybe they're just the ones here are terrible. I don't know. <laughs> That is possible. And I also not, I think they're better in concept. When I think mm. about a cannoli and someone says, oh, let's get cannolis. Oh, that, that sounds great. And then about halfway through, I'm like, right, I'm good. I've had enough of that. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, supposedly uh, Boston is supposed to has a, a nor- the North End is sort of the little Italy, the, the Italian neighborhood of Boston, um, has mm. a couple really good, well, supposedly really good sweet shops that have like world famous cannolis. And there's one place that's sort of the touristy place. Whenever you walk by, there's always you line out the door. And then there's another place. If you just keep going down a block, then there's the place that the locals know. It's just uh, as good, but not as crowded. But yeah, I'll get one. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is good. But again, halfway through, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've had enough. I'm, I'm good. See, I got the idea. See, though, I'm open-minded, right? So if I was there, I would happily go and try that. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I hear it's great. I, I want it to be great. I'm just, I'm trying to find that great cannoli. Send me them in the post. Mail them over yeah. to me, people. Yes, please. Please send us your cannolis. Or if you have recipes, send us your cannoli recipes. We, we're, we're seeking. We're hungry. We want to love the cannoli. We yeah. just haven't found the right one yet. Because I am a bit of a lily. Like I, I enjoy all foods, but I very much gravitate to the sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm the same. I'm more, more, uh, more salty or spicy even than, uh, oh. than sweet. Um but these two, they are committed to uh, committed to these challenges. I, I I guess we don't see for sure, but I'm going to assume that uh, Lily eats her entire salty pretzel. And the later <laughs> we actually see when 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 Lily shows up at the um, at the cafe to to pick up the notebook, we see an empty plate, which I assume means that that Dash has eaten all those sweets. That was a lot of sweets as well. Yeah, it was kind of piled on. It was, <laughs> it was like a family for... plate. <laughs> You meant to like pick and have like two or three, aren't you? Yeah, I, I don't know if her intention was, you know, like I guess there was like an assortment so he can kind of pick out his favorites. I don't know if the intention was for him to eat them all, <laughs> but I, but I think he did. Uh, yeah. I think he, he, he clears plate. So he's dedicated, as you said. He does not surrender. No, no, he's not for dedicated. love. Um, so the the next challenge is 
for uh, Lily is asking Dash to describe his best Christmas. And of course, being the dark, brooding, serious <laughs> emo teenager that he is, his best Christmas is it's, it's awful. Okay. He, he talks hates about Christmas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Bah humbug. He talks about uh, when he was 10, <laughs> his parents telling him he's going to get two Christmases. He's going to have two trees and two sets of presents because his parents are getting a divorce. Oh, which is sad. Which is sad, like, yeah, to be but... fair, because the I understand the parents' approach, you know, to like let's try and sugarcoat it first. Mm-hmm. But it is also a bit deceptive when that bombshell sort of, you know, sort of, when the bomb hits. It's like, oh great, yeah, two trees, two lots of presents. Uh, oh right, okay, yeah, ah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like I yeah I understand what they're doing, but I think that it makes it worse because now the mm-hmm. the swing is you, you feel oh great, two trees and two presents, you know, two sets of presents like this is great and then the swing to yep. the disappointment on the other other extreme well, makes it even worse it, um, I think so but then again yeah. how how do you tell your child this I, I don't know luckily that hasn't happened yeah. to me yeah lucky you. maybe we tell them like oh we, we got you a puppy uh, but he got sick and died <laughs> no no <laughs> just getting a puppy we're getting into more you know you kind of <laughs> Then you go, so you go kind of something that's even worse. And then you're like, oh, divorce. That's not so bad. As long as the puppy. As long as there's no dead dog, I'm happy. Yeah. No, no, don't, don't, don't kill the dog. Never. And so the, the, then dash, uh, his challenge back to Lily is, uh, uh, to tell him about her worst Christmas. And, um, she talks about her current, her Christmas where her parents are away in Fiji and her grandfather is uh, off in Florida with his girlfriend so that she is home alone with her brother. And then she says, well, you know, that's, well, that's bad. Uh, my real worst Christmas was uh, when I was in middle school going to the winter dance and she had made friendship bracelets uh, for all, all her quote unquote friends. Um, and we see the, the young, uh, although I guess not much because she's in high school. So we're only talking maybe what four years younger than she is now, but the, the younger Lily handing out these friendship bracelets and then cut to um, an empty hallway where just the friendship bracelets strewn oh. on the floor where they have all just dropped them and she can hear them laughing uh, behind her back. That genuinely broke my heart. I was really upset. <laughs> that is. Yeah. It was upset. And then the, the sweet, they show her t- t- taking one of the bracelets and she's tying it on her wrist and then cut to current day Lily and she's still got the same bracelet on. Yeah, I that love that. Great. Like, I've got friends yeah. who, you know, they go to music festivals and they they always keep the the wristbands on that you get at the uh-huh. festival. It reminded me of that. It's like her version. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. She's 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 just yeah. She's sweet. She's a sweet I really girl. felt for her when these these kids were mean because there was no need. She wasn't doing anything. She wasn't even she wasn't even being weird. Isn't that what he calls her? Weird. Yeah, it says, and that, that'll come back. Yeah, he's the, the one boy says, she is so weird. And it's like, well, that's, I mean, if you don't like her and you don't appreciate the gift, whatever, but that's, oh, is that, that's not weird. It's just, I, don't oh. know. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think that was weird at all. I think she's very sweet and, and all those boys are, are awful. Um, and Dash agrees too. So we, we cut to um, uh, Dash with his friend Boomer at the pizza place where Boomer works. And he, he's talking about, well, he, he was going to write back how he wanted to go back in time. And beat up, you know, beat up the boys who were, just you know, it's a nice thought, and it's also it, good as it go back. Yes, isn't it? It is, and I tell you what, this scene was really good. I thought because I suspected, you know, from what little we've seen of of the character at this point, 
you know, he's a little bit emo, as we said, and things. And he t he clearly takes himself a bit seriously. He, he's probably an artist, you know. He probably paints or something. Um, yeah. I imagined, oh, he's not going to tell his friends about this girl. Like, this is his secret thing. Um, so it was quite refreshing to see that that's not part of the story. No, like, oh, no, he's just he's told his buddies about her. And they're all in on it. It's like, oh, okay. Like, they all know who she is, what's going on, you know. <laughs> I thought that was really nice. It's uh, close male friends without being... Uh, Without being bros, yeah, yeah, that is nice, and that's maybe that's more a, a you know twenty first century thing. I think maybe young men are you know they're they're still emo and they're still young men and and everything, but they're a little more sensitive, a little more in touch with their emotions than uh, yeah. uh, certainly than I was at that age. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's nice. So they they show like he's got yeah he, he's he's not just uh, all macho and, and puffing out his chest for his bros, as you say. Um, he's also he's got some uh, female friends like platonic friends and he can mm -hmm. be friends with 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 a young woman with a lady not have to go to a sexual place that's how you know yeah. he's, he's a good guy and it's going to go somewhere good by the end of the story <laughs> i assume they yeah. hook up but i don't know um yeah you, I, well, I won't tell you you have to watch <laughs> um, um, Actually, that made it sound it's... sordid hook up but i didn't mean in that way i mean in a nice way you know they're, they'll hold hands yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think that's a swear. I mean, you you know how these things go that they do. They they will eventually meet, and you know he'll he will Lily will learn his name, and and they they will get together. But you know, it's all the journey. It's how does that happen? How do they manage, manage to connect in the end? That makes it worthwhile. Oh, this this scene as well though, when he's in the in the shop, it's one of my favorite parts of it. I would say because we discover that there's a gig happening uh, mm -hmm. with. A band who have possibly the greatest name of all time. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, I'll leave that to you. You're the expert here. <laughs> yes, these are the Fallaback Boys. With their, yeah, their... And the, the genre that they're called. Did you pick up on that? Jucor. Jucor. <laughs> Which is a thing. Which is a real thing. That's um, amazing. By the way. Which, uh, you know, at first I'm like, oh, that's kind of strange. But then I thought about it. Like, oh, this, this makes sense. Because you think of the kind of the new music form that have come out and the, the 20th century was, was um, uh, you know, very robust in terms of introducing new forms of music to the world. You know, there's jazz and blues and rock and roll and hip hop and rap. And, you know, these all come out of, they come out of the ghetto. They come out of malign uh, sections of society. They come from yeah. the fringes, from the oppressed people. And who has been oppressed more than the Jews? Who's been on the, you know, the fringes of, of society? longer Absolutely. than the Jews. So, uh, yeah, so it makes sense. And, and yeah, so, uh, so yeah, there's, there's, uh, two members of the Hollaback boys <laughs> are, uh, posting up flyers for their show that night for their, yeah, their, their Jew core. And we get a little idea of, of when this occurs, they mention um, it's a secret show happening the seventh night of Hanukkah. Yeah. And this, the, the, uh, this being Netflix, the entire series was released at once. Uh, it was released on November 10th, 2020. And uh, so if, if I assume, and I will assume that this action <laughs> happens in, in that year in 2020. Um, so that year, Hanukkah was from December 10th to the 18th. So if this is the seventh night of Hanukkah, that means it is um, it is uh, December 17th, right? Do I, if, I, ah. if, I, if I did my math correctly, yes. No, so that's what I was thinking in the back of my head. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. It is December 17th, 2020. As I don't know that there's really impact anything but i thought that was you know just nice to know when things are going on i um, ah, know that is i, li I like uh, knowing a time and place 
to put the context of the story, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so Dash grabs the uh, uh, grabs uh, grabs a flyer and runs out of the pizza place. And uh, the the one of the boys uh, hollers after him, says, "Goyim are welcomed." <laughs> Goyim is is the term for people that are not Jewish. I guess he's so, assuming. Well, Dash yeah. Is not Jewish. You shouldn't assume, but yeah, you know, maybe you know. maybe he knows everyone in the neighborhood, you know, intimately. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I, I this this didn't have being on Netflix. This doesn't have the the usual commercial breaks that uh, broadcast television the U.S. has. So uh, I kind of just decided, okay, for for me, this is the end of the first act, and so um, an opportunity for us to break in, and I will ask my guest a question, and that is. Um, <gasps> So a, a lot of the, the episodes that uh, I reviewed for this special are uh, are not really Hanukkah episodes or Hanukkah specials. They're, it's a Christmas episode, and then there's you know one Jewish character. There's one character on the show. There's like the the main character is celebrating Christmas, and they have a Jewish friend, and, yeah. and that's how they 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 introduce Hanukkah. So uh, my first question is: Do you does this qualify as a true Hanukkah special? Hmm. That's a difficult one. I, I think in some ways it would do, and in some ways it wouldn't. Um, I think it feels quite real. Like maybe this is what a kid would do, uh, mm -hmm. you know, over Hanukkah. Like, oh, I'm going to a party. I'm having fun. I'm seeing my friends, you know. But does that make it a normal TV special? I mean, the plot doesn't center around the holiday specifically. Right. Correct. So there's a good argument either way, isn't there? But at the same time, the gig wouldn't be happening if the holiday wasn't happening. So exactly. Hmm. I'm going to go with yes. I consider it. It meets enough of the criteria, uh, but it's not corny. It's not cheesy and silly and like just going on about the the message of the holiday. It's like no, no, no. This is more real. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm 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 along with you. That I, I that's. Uh captures my thoughts i think there's there are elements of christmas uh lily does specifically say these are christmas cannolis the the sweets mm -hmm. that she has delivered to dash and the the soundtrack is is mostly christmas music but it is it it isn't overwhelmingly it you know christmas doesn't overwhelm the the hanukkah aspects of the episode like you said the show and this is only happening because it's uh because it's hanukkah the title of the episode is Hanukkah. so I will I'll give it marks. I think this counts. This is a Hanukkah episode. It's a, it's a good way of approaching it because as well, it, it means you can watch it any time of year. It's fine. It, it's not like some Christmas episodes or I imagine maybe the same with Hanukkah episodes. I don't know. But some, you you like, oh, well, I can only watch that at the relevant time or it'll be <laughs> weird. But this, you, I could watch this in June. It wouldn't feel off. Yeah, yeah there's certain aspects of the whole show um, that it, it leans on it specifically that it's these, uh, you know, these two young people are alone during the holiday, but it could be, it really could be any time of year that they're just, uh, you know, two, you know, kind of two lonely young people are kind of two social outcasts that don't have, they have some friends, but not a, not a huge social circle. And they're looking to meet people and they go through this, this notebook thing. So yeah, maybe I need to take some tips from them. I need to get a notebook. <laughs> I like this is a good idea. I guess it, it's it's one of those things where it may not have uh, a high success rate, but when you get someone, you you know you've got yeah you you've you've got a good chance of, of getting a quality person if, if you're meeting them through a notebook in a bookstore. 
you're like, well, at least they're literate. They read. That's a good sign. You know, that's a good well, start. Well, yeah. And they're obviously dedicated to, you know, to finding love themselves. They're obviously not going to jerk you around if they're going to all this effort. Right. And they, they, they're, uh, you know, a certain sense of humor, a certain openness to kind of try really strange things. You know, you've got, you pick up a, a you know, a, a, an unlabeled notebook and it says, you know, it's got a challenge and, you know, you could just throw it away. You could just walk away and keep the notebook and no one's going to stop you. Um, or you can, you know, respond and then put your own challenge back in the notebook. So, you know, like, oh, this is someone who's got, um, you know, who's a certain openness um, to uh, to new experiences. I genuinely now, I said it as a joke, but I genuinely might try this. And there's there's a great bookstore here in Liverpool. I might go there and do this and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. You have to you have to think about where you place it. Oh, we and we should say, oh, I I I, I don't think I mentioned it. It's funny because you brought up Catcher in the Ryan Holden Caulfield. Um, JD Salinger is Lily's favorite author. That's where there she you left go. the notebook. She left uh, the notebook in the, the J.D. Salander section of, uh, you know, the, the fiction section of uh, The Strand, which is a, a famous bookstore in Manhattan. And of course, that's where he's going to go. That's like that's like Dash's whole vibe. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it all makes perfect sense. See, it's well written. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. 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 You picked up on that. You haven't even watched that episode yet, but you. Uh, I promise, you listeners, I'm not lying. I haven't watched it. It's not like a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll take you on your word. Um, so, let, so let's get back into it. Let's get back into the action, and we'll pick up in, um, uh, so act two. Uh, so Lily has retrieved the notebook. Um, she, yeah, she instructed, right? Yes. Yeah, so she instructed Dash to leave the notebook uh, by the, the patron saint of weirdos, or, or patron saint of weird girl. Um, so, of course, he knows, oh, that's the, the statue of Alice in Wonderland that's, yeah. that's in the park. So Lily picks up the notebook, she opens it up, and it's got the flyer for the Chala backboard. Oh, and she's she's scared. Instantly. Yeah. This is um this is yeah, pushing her out of out of her comfort zone. They refer to it as a as a punk shot. But I guess it was kind of punk. I guess Jukor, yeah, counts as punk. Well, but, that's uh, the that's the thing. I will we'll get to it properly when the band are on, but they're a band yeah. I already knew and already liked who who you see performing later on. Yeah, but so she's back in her apartment. She's talking with her her brothers Langston uh, and Benny. Is the um, I don't know b boyfriend maybe too strong of a term because he's <laughs> the, the at the start of the series Langston has just broken up with one boyfriend, and you know by the third episode, I think by the second episode, he's he's hooked up with Benny. So this is sort of his uh, his partner for the for the time being. <laughs> how serious it is, but so uh, Langston is there with his I guess friend Benny. And they are going to school her because Lily is not someone who goes to clubs or, or goes clubbing, so she doesn't oh, no. know. Yeah, this is really pushing uh, pushing it for her. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna help her out. They're gonna school her, uh, and and Benny is is gonna help her get ready. Ask her, uh, you know, to, for for what to wear. Ask her what's something you always wanted to wear but never had the guts. Um, and Lily pulls out this blue uh, blue sequined and fringe cocktail dress that she got in a thrift store. I, I think it's a cocktail dress. I'm not a fashionist. That's what I'm going to call it. Say it um, probably is. But I I'm, can see that, like, that's something that you would pick up and then, oh, but, you know, be brave enough to buy it, but not brave enough to wear it. Something I liked about this as well, it, it was in, not in a lame way, but it was in, in keeping with the whole wholesome sort of vibe, was uh -huh. it's a very nice dress. It's very pretty. 
but it's not too over the top. Like it's not super daring, you know, for her it is, but <laughs> you could again, write a version of this where, you know, these guys get her all done up and make her look like, you know, like the complete opposite <laughs> of the kind of girl she is, you know, like, Oh, this will help you get someone, you know, or, or this will help you have a fun time and they'll do a makeup and put her in a skimpy outfit. No, it'd be too much for it. I like the way this, this is her pushing herself uh, and, and right. i felt very real again as well yeah that was very nice it wasn't oh i'm gonna pick out something and and put this on you it's what have you picked out for yourself but you've yeah. never you know you you've never had the occasion or you've never been brave enough to actually wear but it is something that she purchased so it you know pushing her in the way that she's already said she wants to be pushed yeah. So yeah, that was that was nice. And sometimes you just you just need that little bit of push, and then you, once you uh, you get home at the end of the night, you're like, I'm glad I wore that. Yeah, yeah. And this is funny because I actually uh, I had a um a blazer, a jacket, sort of like a suit jacket that was blue sequin, very similar uh, to the dress. Actually, would would probably go very well with the, the dress that Lily wears, and I, I never wore it. I, I was, I never, uh, yeah, I was never brave enough to actually wear it out. And I think I, I don't know if I threw it away or maybe I donated it. Hopefully I donated it to, to a thrift shop so someone else could enjoy it. Um, yeah, I never well, actually wore it. Listeners, let's all group together and replace this jacket for Sean. We'll buy a new one and you'll finally go and wear it for us, won't you? No. <laughs> yes, well, it, it, if if that happens, then I would wear it. But but when I what I would say to the listeners is go to your closet right now and find that thing, that thing that you bought, you know, that you fell in love with, but you've never been brave enough to wear, and wear it. Or you know, maybe you've made the excuse, oh, I I don't have the occasion; it's too fancy or too dressy, and you don't need an occasion. Just just wear it because yeah, um, because at one point, you know, one point you liked it, you thought it was good for you, and and you know, it should it should get out. It should not just hang in that closet. Or I always drawer. take inspiration in that front from the model Dita Von Tees, who uh, says she she even dresses the way she does when she's going to the store. Because yes. she's like, well, what's the point in saving it? I should exactly. look this way whenever I want to look this way. <laughs> exactly. What's what's the point in saving it? You don't need to wait for a special occasion. Every, no, every that make, occasion every won't come. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So we cut to the next action is. Uh, is Lily in a dark room or she's entering a dark room. We hear a, a pulsing this like techno club remix of Jefferson airplanes, white rabbit. Yeah. And she's surrounded by uh, black figures that are, you can't really see in, in the night, but they have fluorite fluorescent faces um, and their drinks, their, their cups are, are fluorescent you know, under a black light. And they're all laughing at Lily saying, who are you? I, I was a bit scared. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the first time watching, I was kind of like, "Oh no, this is, you know, what kind of what kind of trouble did is Dash getting her into?" This is I know. Anger. I thought it was the real party for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And she and I was, she approached. I was thinking to myself, "This isn't punk. What are you talking about?" Yeah, no. This is this is not the Hala Backwood. This is not right at all. Um, and she is, you know, so she, she's uh, she approaches. She she's a figure uh, wearing a mask, but it, holding the red notebook. The red notebook. Um, and so she approaches. Um, and she says, oh, you know, it's you. I'm Lily. She introduces herself. And the figure laughs, you know, walks away laughing at her saying, go play board games with your grandfather. You don't belong here. And Aww. then she hears in the crowd whispers, that girl is so weird. Uh, you know, that, that old trauma coming back to haunt her. And then suddenly uh, an alarm goes off and, and 
uh, Lily you know, sits up in bed and it was all a dream, a bad dream. Uh, thank, thank God. Cause I was, I was, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, obviously by, by the end of it, I figured it was a dream, but, uh, yeah. it was, uh, it, it was upsetting at first. I was like, oh no, I just wanted to have a nice time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so it's, I'm, I'm glad this wasn't the actual, you know, the, the experience that Ellie has going out. And I can kind of relate to that. I, you know, obsess over things that happened years ago that I'm sure everyone else has completely forgotten, but, uh, I still fret over. You know, so she's still fixated with this experience in middle school with the, the children laughing and calling her weird. Aww. And, and But she is she has set an alarm. It is uh, we see on her phone. It is 1 a.m. So she is taking a little nap, which is which is a good move, uh, which is something that I would do, um, you know, for 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 late night uh, entertainment, <laughs> uh, get a get a little nap in in the evening. And then you wake up around midnight, 1 a.m. and you're good to go uh, out for the night. I need to start smart, trying this. Yeah, I'm not much of a sleeper. So I don't know, like last week I was um, uh, very ill. Uh, so for the first time in like a billion years, I, I had a nap. When I got home from work on Friday, I was like, I'm not going to have a drink. Normally Friday night I have a drink, you know, might have uh, some beer or a bourbon or something. But I was like, no, I can't. I'm too ill. I'm just going to have a nap. Uh, and earlier in the day, I'd napped twice as well. Like I napped on my lunch oh. break. That's how ill I was. And I, you know, oh. what? the next day I felt a lot better. I need to start oh. becoming a napper. I'm taking yeah. a, a page out of her book here. I'm going to be a, a bit more Lily. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace your inner Lily and, and take those <laughs> naps. Yeah. Good sleep being well rested is very important. For your health. So your body can heal while you're sleeping. So, definitely. so then we cut to. Lily is getting out of a cab. She's holding the flyer. Um, we hear Dash in voiceover saying, if you're staring at Hollow, uh, you made it. So she's <laughs> she's at the club. And uh, there's, I guess, uh, there's a, a drag queen or a man. Well, I don't know. Maybe not a drag queen. But there's a man uh, dressed as a woman uh, working the door. Who Definitely is, a drag um, queen. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I will say, so this, uh, uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't say anything. This, uh, no, I, I started, so I should finish. This actor appears elsewhere in the program um, in oh. another episode. So a little teaser if, if uh, for my guest and for the listeners. If you only watch this episode and you haven't yet been sucked in, we haven't yet caught you into uh, you know watching the entire series, I, I, will, I will send out this teaser that uh, I don't know if it's the same character or not, but this uh -huh. actor does appear again elsewhere in the series. So that'll be something for well, you to look for. Even when they're not in... Even if they're not in drag, I imagine they're quite a presence. Yes. Well, he, um, or they appear in a, it's a different sort of drag. I will say oh. it that way. A Ooh. different sort of costume. So, uh, so you'll just have to watch and find out. Um, I'm excited for that. And something but, else that I thought was very refreshing and, and modern, they're a bearded drag queen. Yes. Which, yes. you know, has always been a thing, but in mainstream culture, it's like, no, 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 no. You can't be a bearded drag queen. <laughs> Right. It was always about, um, I mean, I guess more of the the tradition of a female impersonator where you're trying, you're supposedly trying to pass as, as a, as a woman yeah. and, and a, a demonstrate traditionally feminine characteristics. No, no, no. You can, uh, you know, you can, you can mix, mix and match sex and gender is, is much more complicated than that. You can have, yeah. you know, society's expectations of feminine dress and have, the secondary male characteristics of facial hair, chest hair, and so forth. We can we can mix and match. We can 
picks it up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that that's why it felt quite modern again. I was like, oh, the the kids of this generation wouldn't remotely question that. And that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is great. Um, so this is uh this this queen is, is sort of working the door as the gatekeeper for this okay. club, and she's asking, um, what's your drag, Bubba? What's bringing you down? <laughs> uh, which I thought was weird. So you have to be like, you have to have some complaint in order to get into this club. Is that? Yeah, that was very straight. I like the, the word play drag, you know, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. but yeah. I did read a, a review of the episode where they were talking about how they maybe thought it was, um, it, it was kind of tongue in cheek, not in a nasty way, but tongue in cheek sort of making fun of, you know, just people just, Love to complain, basically. Like, mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah. you've got to be to be hip and cool, like the people in this club. You, you've got to complain about something. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Why? <Right>. Go ahead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because you know, all all cool people, all they do is complain. Like you've seen people on the internet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. So she says, "I I need a real drag." And so Lily blurts out, "I've never been kissed." No. Um, and the, uh, and she asks, how old are you? He says, I'm 17. Oi. Okay. And, and lets her in the club. I guess 17 <laughs> is really old to, uh, to not have been kissed. I don't, even though I wasn't uh, kissed till I was 18, but still, <laughs> but this is New York city. This is the big apple. This is, they're kissing <laughs> all the time. Yeah. These kids these days with their loose lips. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Lily, uh, descends. This club is below street level. She walks down, and I will take that as the end of Act Two, and I will ask my guest another question. Oh, and this question is: uh, So, does this episode capture the spirit of Hanukkah? And that is whatever that means to you. Whatever you think of is the spirit of Hanukkah. Does this episode capture it? Right. Well, I'll have to uh, preface this with: I don't know too much about. The true spirit of Hanukkah. Okay. I, uh, it's one of those things I've never... Because I didn't grow up with any kind of religion in my house at all. <laughs> my parents aren't against any, but they're also not religious in any form. They're not Jewish. They're not Christian. They're not anything. So I had to pick up things along the way, you know, learn by myself. So I only know bits and pieces. So the bits and pieces that I do know... I mean, I would say probably not that much, really, I would say, unless I'm missing some sort of a subtext kind of thing. Um, <laughs> okay. Because yeah. it's, not, it's not 100%. It's not about Hanukkah, is it? As we said, it's, it's, a, it's an important part of why these things are happening, but it's not like, um, it's not one where you sit down at the end and, you know, we've, we've all learned a little moral lesson today, you know, that kind of <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it it happens during Hanukkah, but not necessarily Hanukkah centric. And I I think I'm with you. I will give it. I think I'll give it half marks hmm. because of that. It does capture, and and we'll get a lot of a lot more Hanukkah content uh, coming up in in the final act. Oh, I I uh, think I know what you're going to bring yeah, up. Yeah, is it what the but, band talk about? Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. there are. So Hanukkah has been around for a little bit over 2,000 years, and the holiday traditions and thinking have kind of evolved over that time. And, and I think I talked about this 
a little bit in a previous episode, but I think how it, how it figures here is, so nowadays we talk about Hanukkah and it's the festival of lights and it's the miracle that this oil that was only supposed to burn one day, it lasted for eight days. So we have this eight day holiday where we light candles and lights and everything is that great. But that was not always the focus of the holiday. Uh, Hanukkah, um, so the, the telling of the, the entire tale, if you, if you remember uh, way back to the first night when uh, we discussed the, the Rugrats episode, Rugrats episode. Um, so this started with, it started with a battle. It started with the Jews being oppressed by an evil king and uh, a band of religious fanatics called the Maccabees fought back. Um, and for the first couple centuries, the, the holiday focused more on the military victory, on the rebellion <laughs> aspect of the holiday. And it was actually only, I think, about 200 years later where the focus shifted. And I think, um, I think there was some uncomfortableness that the Jews, being, being a minority and living among non-Jewish people, maybe didn't want to seem so militant, maybe didn't want to seem like they were celebrating um, you know, a, a violent victory as much. So the focus yeah. of the holiday shifted and became more focused on the candles and the lights and that part of it and kind of de-emphasized the... Um, the military and the rebellious aspect of the holiday. So I think that's a good shift yeah. then, because then it becomes more enjoyable for like a community, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I certainly, yeah, I certainly understand that shift. But so in terms of, so how does that, you know, is that captured in this episode? Uh, the the light aspect, the candle eight nights. No, not not so much. But the the rebellious episode. Yeah. And yeah, we we can we can jump into uh, to this third act. So yeah, the the band. Yeah, so the 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 Hollaback Boys, the band in the club, um, at one point between songs, the uh, the 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 guy, the the singer, is up on stage and he's talking about back in the second century, a band of Jewish rebels were driven from their temple. Um, editors note that it was actually the second century BCE. Um, I just uh, leaves it at that point. So a little, yeah, a little bit sooner than uh, than he says. But so he says, back in the se second century, a band of Jewish rebels were driven from their temple, but they rose up. They took it back. They partied for eight straight nights. And what's more punk than that? I mean, um, yeah. How can yeah. you argue with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So so in that aspect, yeah. So I think it does capture kind of that aspect of, of the holiday and Hanukkah tale and Hanukkah spirit, um, that, that spirit of, of rebellion. So yeah, quite. There you go. Well, but I, I'm not sure if he means it literally, <laughs> but he seems to imply as well, like, oh, we're just going to keep on partying here. Like this isn't stopping yeah. at like four in the morning like no 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 we're just going to keep this going <laughs> no we've we've got a party for eight straight days yeah we've yeah. got to be we're, we're going to be hardcore like our ancestors we got to keep going that uh, would actually yeah, be you know, a great idea for the club to be like this is an eight-day party you can come and yeah. go as you please but the party is right. going to be carrying on <laughs> non yeah for eight days right if if no one's doing that then shame on them someone needs to do that eight, yeah. eight straight days yeah uh, and awesome. he said, well, it actually talks about the spirit of Hanukkah. And he says, that's the spirit of Hanukkah rising up against your oppressors, not letting other people define you. So I don't know if, if I would say these, these young people are oppressed. I mean, they've got, you know, parents and grandparents, family members that have expectations, but I mean, oppression may be too strong of a word for that, but they are, they're not letting other people define them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the spirit thing. I of mean, Hanukkah. your troubles... Troubles are all relative anyway. Just because there are people who have it worse in the world, it doesn't mean you're 
you know, difficulties are null and void. Yeah. Um, it's it's all relative to your situation, what you're you know what you're surrounded by. So yeah. I'm sure they feel like you know some of these kids like they might be persecuted, even though they're not really that much. Yeah. Um, so so Lily's in the club and she you know she feels out of place. She feels uncomfortable. Uh, she bumps into you know she, she bumps into a, a drunk girl, a drunk woman that starts yelling at her, and you know so there's there's two obviously inebriated young women who are yelling at Lily. And she backs away and she bumps into a guy and he's like, look what you did. I just got that drink. And um, I think this was, it, it, speaking of things being connected, I, I just saw the other day, I think it was on Facebook, but um, mm. I saw something that said an adult losing a drink they just paid for is like a kid losing a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh my God. And I thought, and- yeah, so this, this guy loses <laughs> the drink that he just got. I can understand that in TV Senate. Yeah, and I tell you what, you got to be uh, you got to be careful with this because I've never really, you know, I'm not, I've never really encountered too many violent episodes while out out <laughs> drinking. But there, there was one a couple of years ago where my my partner at the time, this is not her fault in any way, right? The, the Liverpool had just won the European Cup in the football. So, you know, Dang. you know how sports fans are. It's the same over there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Even if they win, they're not happy for some reason. They decide that they're <laughs> going to cause problems for people. It's like, no, okay. So they'd filled the whole bar and we're trying to get out because, you know, we just want to get home. We, we've been watching a band in the basement. And she slightly nudged someone with her elbow because, they, you know, no, there was no room and they wouldn't move out of the way barely spilled a drop of his drink and he just flipped out on her. He went crazy and he grabbed her hat and like threw it to the ground and was screaming at her. And it was like, Oh, Whoa. And I was like, even I'm not really a fighter. You you know me. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to step in. But then another guy at the bar turned around and went, Hey, she's a a woman. Leave her alone. And then smashed him in the face with a beer bottle. Oh my Oh, and I was just like, uh, wh- wh- uh. and then they just started brawling everywhere. Blood was flat. So we just ran. We're like, go, 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 yeah. go. <laughs> so be careful if you knock a drink. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think this seems like a, a, a better crowd, like a more chill crowd. But yeah, in, in the wrong pub or the wrong place, you'd spill somebody's drink or, or slightly touch them. Um, yeah. It could be trouble. And so. Uh, Lily dashes off and she cuts the line and runs into uh, the restroom, the bathroom. And, you know, she's she's wet. She's the drink is splashed on her. She's crying um, and she looks into the mirror and we cut to, uh, you know, she's looking well, not 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 herself at the mirror. She's looking like she recognizes something. We cut to Dash writing on that mirror. She's writing. Get back out there, Lily. Um, which is oh. sweet like he shows like he he knows her enough at this point to know like oh she's going to be hiding in the bathroom and she's going to need some encouragement to, to get out there and get on the dance floor i thought that was great and it wasn't too far-fetched because what's the worst that could happen right if he goes and writes that message what's the worst that could happen she doesn't see it oh well exactly yeah like, oh, well. It's, it's it's not like crazy over the top oh she had to find that message you know yeah. it's just it's just like a bit of insurance yeah, yeah, and that worked out well. So Lily leaves the the bathroom. She heads back out. The um, I guess like I don't the 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 the, the bouncer. I don't know the the person who was who was binding the door is now inside the club and tell her you know you're not going to get kissed on the sideline. You show them what you got and drags Lily out onto the dance floor. 
And so this is where Lily has her Wednesday moment uh, doing her uh-huh. thing. <laughs> nice timely reference there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess this did, Lily did it first. So it was Wednesday who had a, a Lily moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Lily gets out there and she does her thing. She's kicking up her heels. She's she's doing, um, you know, she's she's dancing to the beat of her own drummer. She's doing her thing. I loved that because nice. I can't dance like a normal person either. And why would you want to when you can dance like this? This is cool. Exactly. This is from the heart. It's her soul. Yeah. Yes, she's doing great. Um, now, so I want to talk about, I wasn't planning on talking about the band, but uh, you you brought it up, so I wasn't able to really find anything on, um, other than they mentioned. I mean, I could find like the two actors or the two gentlemen who are posting, um, you know, who we see putting the the flyer up. But yeah. uh, you said you you recognize this band. I do, I do recognize the band. I know the. I don't. I was gonna say I know them. That makes it sound like I'm friends with them. No, I I know of the band. I've got a couple of their albums. Uh, they are called Golem. Oh, Golem. And they are a rock slash klezmer band from New York. And it's all like mixing traditional Eastern European Jewish music, uh, but making it, you know, rocking. They, they, they often would gig with Gogol Bordello, for instance. Okay, That's how I right, found yeah. them, actually, was because I'm a Go- Well, first I was a World Inferno Friendship Society fan, and then I found Gogol Bordello, and then I found Golem. Um, yeah. As far as I know, though, they haven't brought out an album for a while. Uh, I think 2014. Yeah, because I've got th- I've got four actually. No, I've got three. I've got Fresh Off the Boat, Citizen Boris, and Tants. Uh, but that was 2014. I think that was the last album. But they've done some songs since then because I think they had a few lineup issues, you know, over the years. But they're they're awesome. I love them. They're so high energy. They were also on another show. They oh, he's been cancelled now. But they were on Louis. You know, Louis C.K.'s show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were really good in that. Um, fantastic band. I love them so much. And I couldn't believe they were on this. I was like, oh, my God, they're back. They're back. Because <laughs> there was a couple of years there where you didn't hear yeah. anything about them. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, I just I went to their website real quick, and uh, they have a list of shows, but it ends in 2019. The last show listed is this in December 2019. Well, you know so. what might be part of that, though? Because then, then they would film this. Well, and then there's COVID. <laughs> yes. What 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 happened in 2020 where a band may not be doing more shows? Yeah, and I suppose some um, bands, you know, still were probably like, oh, well, we haven't got back together yet. We've been doing side stuff in the meantime. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I'd recommend checking them out. I think there's some really really yeah. good stuff by them. They're uh, it, it's kind of Google bordello a bit a bit less punky, but still with that edge. Uh-huh. You know. Mm. I will I will check them out. I mean, I certainly I enjoyed what little we heard of them in this episode, and then, you know, a, a vote of confidence from you, John. Well, then that's all I oh, need. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I can't praise them highly enough. Like, uh, who else have they played? They played with. Uh, uh, they've played with like Amanda Palmer, the Dresden Dolls. I think people like that. Mm. Oh, okay. So it definitely sounds up my alley music. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I will, I will dig into that. Yeah. So Gollum. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool, cool. So that's that's the band. So Lily is dancing and she's drawing the crowd. Like they they kind of they they clear the dance floor. Her like where everyone's dancing, she's standing in a circle and she's dancing in the middle and they're cheering her on. And at one point she you know grabs someone and she does like a they do like a train where they're all not like a conga line. She's holding a person and that person's holding someone behind them and they kind of run throughout the club. And uh, she she comes around. She gets back to the dance floor and um the uh uh. 
the, the person working the door grabs a crown off of the head of Miss Minoa yeah. and uh, it, you know, places that crown on, uh, on Lily's head. And speaking of uh, recognition and recognizing people, I wonder if you recognize Miss Manoa. She's on the, she, she, we see her very briefly. So uh, it's okay if you don't, but I wonder if you recognize right. I her. I didn't. I thought she seemed really cool. But now now you're making me think yeah. I should know who this is. <laughs> oh God, I'm going to kick myself, aren't I? And and it's, I, I will say, I did not recognize her. I only know this because I looked at the credits, but uh, Miss Manoa is played by Dusty Ray Bottom. You might know from uh, season, was it season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, my Drag God. Race. Right. I did think, oh, she looks familiar. But I thought, well, you know, it's probably yeah. similar drag makeup to someone else. Oh, my God. It's Dusty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was out early. She was out on the fourth episode. She didn't really go very far. And Oh, I loved season, her, though. I thought so, she had a really uh, cool sort of style. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, as soon as I saw the name in the credits, I'm like, oh. Okay. Amazing. That was that's funny. Yeah, a, a familiar name. But again, yeah, she's she's on really quick. It's it's really easy to miss. Oh, that's made my day. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So there's we we're we're we're, we're connecting all Oh over my god, I've just made another connection. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. I, I was in the background looking up uh, some songs to send you by Golem. And there's a video mm -hmm. from ten years ago of them performing The Origin of Love from Hedvig with John Cameron Mitchell. What? What? I didn't know that existed, and I love both. Wow. And they're performing it at someone's the wedding. Of love. What the hell? <laughs> oh, that was a great wedding. Oh, that's sure. like the greatest wedding that of all time. That was a wedding time. I wouldn't what want to be at. Yeah. Everything we wow. like and are talking about today has just been combined into one. So who knew that Dash and Lily yeah. was connected to Hedwig in two ways? <laughs> yeah, in two ways. Wow, that, that's great. So cutting back to uh, the action here, uh, Lily is approached by a guy who is not not no not notebook boy, but it's the jerk from middle Ugh. school, um, and he says, "Oh, did you bring a notebook to a club? You are so weird." Uh, going back to that same thing, the the same thing that Lily is fixated on, the thing that was in her dream, and now here he is saying it again, uh, calling her weird. I've got a question to ask you here, right? And I'm not defending him. Of course, I'm not. I don't like uh -huh. bullies. But I got the vibe that maybe this time he wasn't trying to say it in a nasty way. It was more like, in a, like, oh, you're so weird. You're cool, you know. But because of the trauma, she's uh -huh. like, oh, God, he's called me weird again. Because he seemed to genuinely, he went after her. He, yeah. he, he followed her out the club. Like, oh, no, Lily. Like, I think he just meant it in like a friendly, like, oh, that's kooky. You know? <laughs> but, you know, once you've hurt someone... They might have this reaction. Yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of got the same thing, and I have a note that that there's there's a there's a line that that at least for me, like it changed where yeah, you're young and you want to fit in and you want to um, kind of go along and, and be accepted by society and 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 be considered normal. Where being called weird is a bad thing, and then at some point, I mean, I think I know for me it was more in my twenties, um, a little bit later, where you're like. Well, um, if, if you are, you know, be who you are and if it's quote unquote, what society considers normal, that's fine. But if you are a little weird, that's okay. Like that's not necessarily an insult. It's not teasing. Um, it may be a compliment for someone to call you well, weird. He seems to um, maybe, maybe you know, now yeah. he seems to think it in a, he says it in a way that I thought maybe he's kind of attracted to it. 
you know, maybe he thinks, oh, she's she's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I got a little bit of that as well. Like, yeah, a little bit of, yeah, oh, you, you, you brought a notebook to, you know, you brought a notebook to a club. That's, you know, that's you. You were, you were being true to yourself. That's something you would do even in, you know, even in the nightclub at, at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. You are still, you are still you. Um, you know, again, being, you know, being weird in a good way. Yeah, I got, I got a little of that as well. Um, but yeah, Lily, she just flashes back to middle school and that early trauma. Um, and she just, she runs out, runs out of the club, jumps into a cab and, uh, and loses a boot. So a little, uh, little Cinderella. Illusion. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, is he going to, uh, is, is it going to become like a, a love triangle? Is, is this guy going to try and find her and re- return her boot? Uh, you'll, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to keep watching and find out. Yeah. And it's it, how it's said. And like, it was so good. Lily was feeling so good and she was so happy and she was the belle of the ball. She was crowned. She was, you know, in the middle of the dance floor and everyone was clapping for her. And now she's in the cab and she's thinking, um, you know, that she failed. She failed to stand up, stand up to her oppressor. She didn't stand up to the bully and she failed to leave the notebook. behind. So how will, how will Dash find her? Um, and she thinks uh, you won't. And you shouldn't because I'm a oh, loser. I felt for And that's so yeah. sad. Although at yeah. the same time, having not seen any of the rest of it, I was thinking, how is he going to find the notebook? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then the, the, the episode rounds up where uh, so she's sneaking back into, uh, or, uh, well, returning to her apartment at 4 a.m. And it turns out Grandpa is back from Florida and she is grounded <laughs> now i was so glad at the start of this episode you mentioned he went to florida right because i just didn't pick up on mm-hmm. so now i understand what the whole bit with the oranges is because there's the fruit oh right. and yeah. i was like what's yes. why yeah. does she know her grandpa's back because there's fruit because that's the that's what it's famous yeah. for isn't it oranges that's one of the only things i know about florida yeah <laughs> that and it has motorcycle yeah, ninjas yeah. dealing drugs yeah or yeah, cocaine and oranges. Those are the two big businesses. And, uh, well, so Miami, it's more the cocaine. Orlando, it's, it's the orange, I guess. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the connection with the oranges. The, the grandfather was down in Florida, but now he's home and uh, he's busted for staying out late. Well, I mean, that's to be expected. Uh, if you leave yeah. a 17-year-old alone for what I'm presuming is a good few days, it wasn't like one evening. Yeah. Was it? If you leave her alone... Most teenagers would go out and party. She she's a rare one who normally wouldn't. Yeah, I think maybe it's unexpected, and that was like something that came up like in the the chat rooms on the show and the reviews. People saying like, "Yeah, that's his." You know, she you know she goes out once, um, you know, in her whole life. That's you know, she she really need to be in trouble. She made it back safe. She's in one piece. She didn't get arrested or anything. But then again, so, maybe because she normally it? is more sensible, this is extra shocking. It's like, oh my god, yeah. what were you thinking? Because yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that the well, the brother's older, but I'm sure Langston has been out like have many. <laughs> yeah, he seems a bit um, more of a party guy. Some kind yeah. of old history, yes, I, yeah. I liked um, with Langston actually. I forgot to yeah. bring up. I liked that she's got the she's got uh, the gay brother because every other version well, of this kind of show or whatever has the gay best friend. So it was a bit of yeah. a, a bit of a twist on that. It's like I got the vibe maybe he is her best friend, but it's her brother, so it's a different dynamic. Yeah, they they are they are very close as as siblings. There's not yeah, not much rivalry mm. there. So yeah, and he's you know he's there to to help her out and 
in, in many ways. Um, oh, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's a good character. He's a good friend, a good brother. Too. Respect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So wrapping up my, uh, so that wraps up the action of the episode. And I've got my, my third and final question <gasps> um, that relates, you know, specifically to, uh, to Dash and Lily. And that is, um, and I suspect I know the answer, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can, you can follow your heart. But my final question is, so with the holiday specials that we've done in the past, the Home Alone, Home Alone 2 and, and the other films that we've talked about. Um, one thing we talk about is, is tradition. We talk about the, the holiday movies and the, uh, the things that we watch every year. So Dash and Lily Hanukkah episode, do you think, is this episode suitable for a yearly tradition? Is this something you could watch, you know, every year around this time? I think so. I definitely think so. Uh, it's a, it's an easy watch. You don't need a lot of context. It fits the tone of the season. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. I, I think it would be uh, something I could actually decide I might make into a little tradition. It's very sweet. It's very romantic. I like romance. But it's not too yeah, saccharine. Yeah, and, That's what I liked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once again, I, I assure your listeners, we did not compare notes beforehand. This is all in the up and up. But uh, yeah, you, you've captured my thoughts. Um, and I talked about a little bit earlier when we first started out is that so this, the entire series is eight episodes. They're all about 25 minutes long. You could either just put it on when, and as we talked about how Netflix will just keep playing episodes, if you don't stop them. Um, so you could just put them on. This might be good. Uh, it's about three and a half hours. You can watch the whole thing and you'll know, put it on while you're, you know, putting up your, your Christmas tree or wrapping presents or, or decorating the house for the holidays, you know, just kind of, you know, have it on for that. Or um, there are eight episodes, like there are eight nights eight nights of Hanukkah. So you could just watch one episode a yeah. night throughout, throughout Hanukkah and, and, and do it that way. But yeah, very high rewatchability that I've, I've been preparing and taking notes and everything for the podcast. I've, I've watched this episode probably 10 <laughs> times in, in the past couple of weeks. And, and, uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it uh, every single time. And, uh, um, and l- like, like you, John, this was the first, I didn't start in the beginning. I'd start in the middle. I didn't know the setup. I didn't know any of the characters or anything when I watched this at first and, and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed it enough that, uh, that I went back and watched the whole thing. And yeah, I guess, um, you know, maybe it's, it's better. Like sometimes the series, they, they, you know, program will stick around too oh, long yeah. and it kind of, then, you know, it, it kind of ruins it and oh, this is, you know, not a, the, the later seasons aren't as good as, as the beginning. So maybe it's for the best that they, they ended it, but, uh. Yeah, I was I was in that kind of went um, when I was looking for guests and, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe I can find someone who's like a really big fan of the show and, and get them on to, to talk about it. And I couldn't I couldn't find anyone who had seen the show or even heard of it. No, it's um, um, one of those weird things know, yeah. that I don't recall Netflix advertising it. Now, maybe I'm not the target audience. Maybe that's the thing. It's the algorithm or whatever. But I don't recall it popping up on my Netflix. You know, normally new stuff, it it shoves it in your face. You can't escape new Netflix shows. They're just right, like there. Right. <laughs> but I don't remember yeah, this one yeah. in particular. But again, maybe if I was younger, it would have thrust it upon me. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't, that's where the, you know, one of those areas where the algorithm fails because I don't watch, I don't watch a lot of uh, young adult oriented programs that I don't watch a lot of yeah. uh, sort of this kind of romantic stuff is not it's not something that I usually think of as as the type of thing to watch but uh I ended up enjoying this very much uh, so listeners yeah I certainly recommend people watch you know look look for it I do think it's a, it's a good holiday episode just to watch episode three for Hanukkah but then 
um, yeah, I kind of wish more people would, would discover the whole series because, you know, I think it is really good. One should start with this. I did read a couple of reviews that did say like, oh, this is, this is where it really hooks you. Uh, there was one or two who disagreed, but most of the reviews were like, oh yeah, 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 this is the, this is the one. Watch this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I probably would recommend people. Like if someone came up and was asking, or if someone was listening to my podcast, I would say, yeah, start with episode three and then go back. And then, and, you know, cut to, you know, cut to what, two or three days earlier, you know. The Sean Machete cut. Well, it gets confusing because the first episode, there are some flashbacks and it jumps around a little bit and it gives you, um, you see like some of the same events, you get it from Dash's viewpoint and you get it from Lily's viewpoint. And it was kind of hard, like it, me, I, you know, maybe it's just me. Like I kind of, some parts I found a little bit hard to follow. My partner, Kat, when, when we watched the first episode, she even said, if, if we had watched this first, I would not have been interested in continuing with, uh, with the series. But having watched this Hanukkah episode first, she was interested. So, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I can send some notes to Netflix. Be like, listen, you have a hit series. You just need <laughs> to rearrange the episodes. Yeah. Special edition, baby. That's... So, uh, so wraps it up. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of closes it out. So to, to finish things up, I have one final question um, for you, my guest, John. Do you have, well, one, if, if, if there's anything else on the program, anything we skipped over, uh, you know, anything you want to talk about, certainly you can do that. But also, do you have, um, do you have any other, do you have a Hanukkah story or a story or you know, any other holiday stories that, that you want to share with our listeners? So I do not have yeah. a Hanukkah story. I think the closest thing, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. Why not? <laughs> Screw it. Um, when I was in Edinburgh a few years ago, I was at the uh, the Fringe Festival, which is like a comedy festival that's a month long. Uh, it takes over the whole city for like a month. And I went to see a random drag queen who stopped me in the street and gave me a flyer. And I looked at the flyer, you know, and uh, thought, this sounds amazing. And there were a drag queen called Nana Shevitz. <laughs> <laughs> and they were from America, but uh, they were there in Edinburgh doing their show, and it was in it was in the like attic of this bar that was falling apart. The door fell off in the middle of the set. The whole place stank of urine, and it was hilarious. It actually added to the show, but for the whole show, she just kept saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." There's free shots at the end. There's free shots, everybody. Free shots. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And it was, it was one of the best drag shows I've ever seen. It's hilarious. And then it came to the end, and she came out and gave out the free shot. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a shot glass with gravy in it and a matzo ball floating in it. <laughs> so, and I was the only person in the audience who was like, yeah, bottoms up, let's yeah. drink it. Yeah, bam! Absolutely. So she enjoyed that so much, she sat on my lap and licked my face. But there you go. Oh, I that's thought sweet. at least that's the closest to a, a Hanukkah experience I had is with this amazing <laughs> Jewish drag queen, Nana Shevitz. Nana Shevitz. Oh, I love that name. That's the name is like everything for a drag queen. It's so important. <laughs> it was for me at least. I need a good name. And that's that's a great one. And that's a great start. So thank you. So that wraps it up. This is our eighth episode of eight and, and the eighth night of Hanukkah. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um so I want to do a little bit of recap and I have to um uh, I'll recap all the episodes that we covered. And I want to let the listeners know 
So reach out if, if you've got a favorite uh, Hanukkah film story, uh, television episode, you know, special that we didn't cover, uh, let me know. Um, you know, we'll probably do another, you know, we'll have, there's certainly many more. So we'll do another Hanukkah episode in the future. So let us know. Uh, we are uh, on Facebook at the Belly um, of the Monk Club is our listener society. You can uh, chat at us uh, at Next Scene Pod on social media. I think we've got an email address, um, nextscenepod at gmail.com. Give that a happens. But um, so let's, so, so recap, I'll go, I'm going to go from, uh, from bottom to top. So starting with, and this is on my, uh, my new rating scale out of eight candles and uh the, our worst episode, our lowest rated episode was Frasier, uh, which got two candles. Um, I think it we- uh, Really? Frasier? Yeah. I, we, we agreed. Uh, and that was, uh, we had uh, your co-host, Niall Owen. We agreed. Uh, it was it was a very good episode. It was very funny, very entertaining, but it was not a holiday episode. It really didn't, um, you know, it wasn't particular uh, to Hanukkah or Christmas. So on uh, my, on my eight candle scale, it, it did poorly. It, it only got two candles. Uh, next, we've got a tie uh, with four candles. We've got Friends, which had uh, some Hanukkah, some good Hanukkah content, but also had a couple of non-holiday related subplots and uh, not really high in rewatchability, not something you'd watch uh, you know, every year for the holidays. And also with, uh, with four candles was Lizzie McGuire. I took off a point, no retelling of the Hanukkah story. Uh, it was very low on Hanukkah content in general, lost a point there. Um, more more Christmas than Hanukkah, uh, much more Christmas, and also rewatchability. We didn't we didn't think uh, something we, we could rewatch, so uh, that ended up with with four candles. Um, at five candles, we had the league, which lost uh, you know lost a point for uh, not not giving us a retelling of uh, of the Hanukkah tale, either the the miracle of the oil or the you know the the victory of the Maccabees. So lost a point there. Uh, lost yeah. a point for the the non-holiday subplots, and uh, we all agreed it was not suitable for uh, rewatch. There were too many, uh, like too many in jokes, too much stuff that involved with other episodes of the series. You couldn't really watch it on its own. So, uh, but otherwise, a very funny episode. So five candles there. Uh, now we're getting into uh, into the good stuff. So we've got um, uh, Seinfeld uh, with six candles. Hey. It lost. Uh, we lost one. I took off one for uh, no retelling of the classic Hanukkah story uh, and not many Hanukkah references, but uh, it got points for uh, you know, a lot of Festivus. Uh, we learned about a new holiday that happens every year on December 23rd. Um, we did feel it had lots of holiday spirit, um, very high in rewatchability. Um, it's something you could rewatch every year. And also it was fair. So uh not a lot of Hanukkah content, but for a holiday episode, not a lot about Christmas either. Um, you know, really, they've really focused on Festivus. So uh, that was six oh, candles. Yeah, yeah. Also with six candles was uh, the uh, the Hanukkah episode of New Girl. Again, lost a point for not uh, retelling, you know, wasn't educational. We didn't get the traditional Hanukkah story. Um, and I did take off a point because it was more Christmas than Hanukkah, but uh, had a very good ending with uh with light you know that the, the the finale of the episode involved a miracle with lights and that's what hanukkah is all about so it was very high in the holiday spirit so uh, six candles um oh. Oh, and i don't think i've given my my rating for this episode um but as you can guess since i haven't mentioned it yet it, it did rather well um actually came in at uh at seven seven candles i took right I, I i took off a candle because of the um uh, the the telling of the Hanukkah story 
it was very quick, a very quick summation. And also he got the dates wrong. <laughs> and, uh, he actually... was trying his best. <laughs> and maybe, yeah, it, it was late at night and, uh, you know, on, on the stage and, you know, just things just come out, but it was, it was, uh, yeah, the, 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 the battle with the Maccabees was, uh, the second century BCE or, or BC, if you prefer, not the second century. So, uh, off by a couple hundred years, we take off a point, but we did give it seven uh, out of eight candles. And then with a perfect score, a perfect eight out of eight was, of course, Rugrats. We get you get the full telling of the Hanukkah story. You get the uh, the military victory of the Maccabees. You get the miracle with the candles. Very high rewatchability, suitable for the whole family. So there you have it. The winner, I guess. Well, they're all we're all winners, but uh, the the top scoring episode for uh, was Rugrats with with the eight candles. <laughs> Who would have thought that Rugrats would go. be the most faithful? A bit like uh, we've yeah. talked about this uh, off off this show before, and I'm sure you had a whole show about this. <laughs> a bit like how who would ever have thought that the most faithful Christmas Carol was going to be the Muppets? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, you know, the, these things come in unexpected places. Yep. Yeah. So Muppets and Rugrats, good for, uh, for your that's holiday. The, that's the true holiday combo right there. Man. And so that's that's it. That will wrap up our, our holiday special for uh, for Hanukkah and Christmas and, and all your uh, end of the year celebrations for 2022. Um, I wish you a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, a happy Kwanzaa, um, a happy new year. We will be back at some point in, in 2023, probably not too soon. I will, I will give my listeners fair warning. It may be, I think, uh, well, I, I'll just go ahead and out. So I think we're going to be changing the structure of the program um, because, uh, well, we've, we've announced or we've promised episodes and then we've either been very late in delivering, not delivered at all. And I just feel bad. <laughs> um, uh, so there, there's a lot going on, but I think what we're going to try to do is um, we'll give you two seasons per year. So, uh, you know, we'll give you, you know, not, maybe not a lot, a lot of quantity, but we'll give you the quality. Um, we'll do something entertaining and fun over the summer. And then we'll return uh, at the end of the year for the, the holiday episode as we've been doing every December for the past few years. So uh, good idea. Okay, we'll, yeah. So we'll, we'll be back at some point in, in 2023. And while you're waiting for, for me to get off my butt and, and put out more episodes, um, there's going to be plenty of content you can listen to that, um, that my guest John is involved with. So please, John, tell our listeners. I'm sure they know, but just in case they forget, where can they where can they hear you? Well, I have far too many shows. This is the thing. Oh. Uh, uh, my main show, I suppose, at the moment is uh, is the Bat Minute show, where we cover the Batman movies one minute at a time. Uh, as of recording, actually, by the time you hear this as well, we, we'll be we're on hiatus. But we're planning our new season soon. That'll be season yeah. five. Uh, I also do Hedvig Inch by Angry Inch about Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, that's wrapped up technically, but I'm currently doing some bonus episodes. In fact, um, I've recorded one, Man. but I'm, I need to record another one before I can release that because they're out of order. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, the guest is always busy. This is the problem. Um, yeah. And yeah. then also currently running at the moment is Miami Minutes, which is a minute by minute show about the movie Miami Connection, which you might think, oh, I don't want to hear people just making fun of a terrible movie. Well, we make fun of it, but we make fun of it with love because it's 
It's genuinely great. It's made with heart. And I think that's mm-hmm. what makes this different. We're not just laughing at incompetence or something. So you might enjoy yeah, no, that no, as well. It is, it is a great film and it's a great podcast. So I encourage oh, people to, to oh, check Thank you out. very much. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, I, I think of, um, I guess we'll kind of tying into the episode where we talked about how, you know, weird can be a compliment to someone calls you weird. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, what I would say about Miami Connection is it it's amateurish, but I yeah. don't mean that as an insult. I mean, but it was it was made by amateurs. It was you know made the, the director and writer and actors and and mo- I think most of the people involved. They had some pros, I believe, but uh, you know most of the people involved and the, the main people involved were they were amateurs. They were not filmmaking huh? professionals. So it is it is amateurish, but that does not mean bad um, at all. It is it is. Oh, a great- it comes out looking like. It looks as good as any of those Canon films did. <laughs> you know, it looks as good yeah. as Ninja Terminator and all of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really, really great film. And also say that um, I don't, I guess we can't, you know, name specifics, but there's a lot of interesting stuff going on on the Patreon feed. So I will uh, I will recommend if you, if you can spare a, a few dollars a month and you like supporting independent podcast artists, Artisans such as uh, John and I'll head over to Patreon uh, and sign up uh, patreon.com slash sleepy Charlie media. Yeah. It helps, you know, support their work. And also you get, you know, if you support at a level where you get access to the Patreon shows, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening over there as well. In addition to the stuff that they're just giving you for free. They're oh, just, well, thank uh, you. you know, yeah. And so, uh, uh, we, we deliberately keep it low priced as well. Like you can pay more if yes. you want but if you want to get all the episodes and everything yeah. that we put out it's two dollars a month yeah so we thought well, we could charge 10 but then then we feel like we'd have to be giving you an episode like every three days you know so right. you get at least one a month sometimes a bit more and yeah two dollars and it helps us fund it's not just two dollars for these extra shows it helps pay to fund all the other shows that you get for free so it's like a right it's like you're helping pay for those and you get some extra things. Yeah. Yeah. For two dollars. So that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot of but you get a lot of a lot of podcast content uh for two dollars. And I'm still I got my fingers crossed. I'm still holding out for the Coolio cameo someday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh might be difficult now. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But uh yeah, the, the difficulty on that has uh vastly increased. Yes. R.I.P. Our buddy Leo there. But uh, so yeah, so that that wraps it up from us at Next Scene Pod. I hope um, for all our guests, all our listeners. I hope you and yours are safe and healthy uh, for the end of this year, and have a great 2023 coming up. And we will see you on the next scene. I must break